things I love to do as a pastor is I, I love to bring God's Word. I, I love to get to open it up with you every week. It's an amazing, amazing time. But something else I absolutely love is the opportunities I get to bring in people I know who love Jesus, who also get to open up God's Word with you. And it gets me really, really excited because so many of the people that I get to bring in are people that I know very well. I've seen God work in their life. And especially today, I just get really, 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 really excited. Because today is a good friend of mine named Caleb who I have seen God change his life in miraculous ways. And I've got to watch kind of from a front row seat as God has showed up, changed his life, and then drawn him into this call to ministry and then a call to go and plant a church. And and it's just been amazing to see what God's done in his life. And we were just talking throughout this last year about, man, we'd love to have you come out. And just so worked out for this weekend to be able to have him come out and share God's word with you. And so I'm just so excited for you to meet Caleb. And as he comes up here, I want to invite him up. Will you just give him a warm welcome? And I want you to reach your hand out to Caleb. We're going to pray over him before he brings God's word. Because my hope and my prayer is that each and every one of us came here today hoping that God would speak. Not that Caleb would speak or Tim would speak, but that God would speak. And so if we if we want to see that today, would you reach your hand out to him? Let's pray over him. God, I just lift up Caleb to, to you today, and I just want to... Invite your Holy Spirit to take over. Take over his words. Take over our hearts. We just pray that you would work today. You would draw us closer and closer to you. And that we'd ultimately walk out of here today looking a little bit more like you. God, you are so good. Thank you for having to speak through Caleb. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. There we go. There it is. There it is. Well, good morning, Quarry Rock Church. Holy buckets, you are a beautiful group. I'll just say it like uh, when we were over there worshiping, um, I, I got some tears in my eyes because this, this is a beautiful place. You guys are great. The, the Holy Spirit is in here for sure. Uh, it's amazing. So um, like Tim said, my name's Caleb. Um, I'm from Hartford, actually. Go West Central. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so honored to be here. Pastor Tim is a great friend of mine. Like he said, he's he's been with me from the very beginning since I found Jesus and got here. And um, God put the call on my heart to go plant a church. Um, if you don't already know, you guys are part of something way bigger than yourselves. You guys are part of a network of churches that span across this country, uh, Missoula, South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska. Um, and God happened to put it on my heart to move to Florida. Um, so while you guys are up here in the snow, I will be on the beach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be moving down there in the next couple months or so uh, to go start that church down there uh, with some great people and uh, just fall in love with the community. So, <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to the Old Testament, uh, Deuteronomy. If you're not familiar with where that Bible or where that book is at in the Bible, it's the fifth book of the Bible. So you just open it right at the beginning and you just start from Genesis, make your way to the fifth Bible, Deuteronomy. We'll get there in just a moment. While you're doing that, I want to ask you a real quick question. Has anybody ever forgotten anything? No, just, I mean, I have, I forgot something this morning. Um, but we, for, we tend to be forgetful people, 
right? Like we forget a lot of things. In fact, because we are such a forgetful people, ad agencies and companies have started making mockeries of it. And if you want to take a second, take a look at the screens. Hey, sweetie, I'm not seeing the life jackets. Well, you should. You packed them. No, you packed them. No, you packed them. You said I won't forget to pack the I life jackets. I won't forget to pack the life jacket. I, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to challenge that. Well, you do have one left. So. This what really happened replay is brought to you by Progressive. One thing no one would challenge: protecting your home and auto with Progressive. You know, my favorite part was when you said, "Obviously, I won't forget to bring the life jackets." Did you eat the last of the pretzels? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I thought you said you were done with them. I never said I was done with the pretzels. <laughs> For more great content, there click it is. over there. See, we forget things. I obviously won't forget to pack the life jackets. And what did he do? He forgot. But we forget a lot, right? Cell phones, wallets, car keys, anniversaries, don't look at them. Okay? Don't look at them. But we forget. And it happens over and over and over again that I seem to have to find myself needing to be reminded of things that I really shouldn't be forgetting. Well, on this 4th of July weekend, I wanted to take time to remember, because that's really the purpose of this day, to remember and give thanks. So before we jump into the actual text of Deuteronomy, I want to give you a little bit of history on July 4th, and how did we get where we are today. On July 2nd, 1776, the First Continental Congress voted in favor of declaring independence from Great Britain. The Declaration of Independence was officially adopted two days later, marked by the ringing of the Liberty Bell at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. At the time, John Adams believed that July 2nd, not July 4th, would be the date remembered by history. The second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epic in the history of America, he said. Adams wrote in a letter to his wife on July 3rd that year, he said, I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. Now, although the dates that he had may be different than what we actually celebrate, the festivities he envisioned are very similar. Adams said in his letter, pomp and parade with shoes, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward, forevermore. I don't know about you, but that just kind of screams America, doesn't it? Just screams America. But I think we've gotten so caught up in these festivities, like those that John Adams wrote about, and we've actually forgotten how the day even came to be. The American Revolutionary War officially began on April 19th of 1775 at the Battle of Lexington and Concord. The conflict went on for seven years with a major American victory of Yorktown in Virginia in 1771, marking the end of hostilities, although some fighting did occur afterwards for the next year. Seven years of war, 6,800 Americans were killed in action, 6,100 were wounded, 
and upwards of 20,000 Americans were taken as prisoners of war. For what? Freedom. Like I said before, I think one of the major issues in this country is that we've forgotten the purpose of our, our Independence Day. And as a result, it's become just another day off or a weekend of festivities of fireworks and bonfires and grilling. And I'm not saying that any of that stuff is wrong. By all means, it's my favorite holiday. But I find it very interesting that the day has become all about the festivities and not about the remembering. We've forgotten what his purpose is. So with that in mind, I want to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, Moses is writing here um, to the people of Israel. So they, if, they just left Egypt, right? They went out on the great big exodus. And all of the people were, were just about to cross the Jordan into the promised, promised land that God gave them. But all of the people that, are, that have come from Egypt, they're not allowed to go in. So it's all of the kids. It's the next generation. And they weren't around when God was doing what he was doing through the Exodus. So I want to pick up right there. So Moses says, I need to remind you of some things because we've forgotten some things. So here we go. Chapter 4, I'm going to skip down to verse 5. And it says this in the New Living Translation. And now, Israel, listen carefully to those decrees and regulations that I'm about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so that you may enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving to you. Do not add or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you. And then we're going to jump down a little bit further. Look, now I teach you these decrees and regulations, just as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely, and you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear all of these decrees, they will exclaim, How wise and prudent are the people of this great nation! For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call on him? And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I'm giving you today? But watch out. Be careful never to forget what, your, what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. The next verse starts off with these words, Never forget. Never forget. You know, as we celebrate this July 4th weekend, there's some things that I think is, are really important for us to never forget, for us to remember. So if you have your notes, I'd like you to take them out. And here's the first thing we should not remember, or that we should not forget, that we should always remember. Exactly, exactly. See? Never forget. Freedom isn't free. Somebody paid a price for it. Say that with me. Freedom isn't free. Somebody paid a price for it. Somebody had to pay a price. You know, we have a lot of freedoms in this country. I mean, we have the freedom to worship like we are here today. We have the freedom to speech. We have the freedom to the press. All these freedoms that we have, we can own property. 
We can, we can live wherever we want to live. I'm moving to Florida, getting out of the snow. You can have freedom of education. You have the right to, to learn and choose a career and ch- take that path where you want. You can travel. In fact, almost every day we live out a freedom that we naturally just take for granted. But the reality is, is we have to remember that freedom isn't free. Every freedom we have was paid for by somebody else. In fact, the weeks after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, which ushered the United States into World War II, the President Franklin Delano Roosevelt said this, Those who have long enjoyed such privileges as we enjoy forget in time that men have died to win them. Freedom isn't ever really free. It was paid for the it was paid for by the blood of patriots. We have the freedom to vote, which that's coming up next year, and hopefully everybody will go out there and voice their opinions and their thoughts and they will vote. But that's something that we get to do that a lot of other nations they don't have that ability, they don't have that right. Somebody paid for that freedom. We have the ability to freely worship whatever God we choose. That's a great privilege and a great right of this country. But somebody paid a price. The ability to have life, liberty, and say it with me, the pursuit of happiness, right? Someone paid a price. 247 years ago, there were 56 men that signed their names on a document. That changed the course of mankind forever. It was a declaration. A declaration of independence. Of that declaration, here's what they committed themselves to. The signer says, We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They said they were willing to give their lives, their possessions, and their honor for one thing. And I think we've forgotten it. Senator John Thune says it this way, I believe our flag is more than just a cloth and ink. It's a universally recognized symbol that stands for liberty and freedom. It's the history of our nation, and it's marked by the blood of those who died defending it. It's a great line. Over 1.3 million Americans have died for that flag, for our nation. And that's not including casualties. If you include casualties, that number more than triples. They paid the ultimate price so we could have the freedoms that we live out each day. Charlie Dent has a great phrase. He's an author, and he says this, Freedom does not come without a price. We may sometimes take for granted the liberties we enjoy in America, with, but they all have been earned through the ultimate sacrifice paid by so many of the members of our armed forces. It's very true. Everything that we have today, someone paid a price for. So the first thing on this July 4th weekend that we have to remember is that freedom isn't free. Somebody paid a price for it. Here's the second thing, and it's this. We have to remember that freedom starts by being thankful. Freedom starts by being thankful. Arlington Cemetery is over 624 acres. 
and it overlooks the Potomac River. Um, there's some 8,500 trees and over 300 different variants of it. The rolling hills, the flat area, the tombstones, all in perfect formation. It's one of those places that uh, is on my bucket list to see the tomb of the unknown soldier and the sentinels. But it's there for a reason. And it's not a, it's not a place that you just go to and, and celebrate. It's a place to remember. And you, you, you have this gratitude when you stand there. I've heard people tell stories that when, they're st- when they stand in the Arlington Cemetery, that they can't help but shed tears because of how grateful they are. Pearl Harbor, the Vietnam Memorial, all these things were erected so that we can remember and pay homage. You know, there's a phrase that says, if you see a turtle sitting on a fence post, it didn't get there by itself. And it's, it's true. I mean, it didn't. You know, we, we have to understand everything we have, somebody else paid a price for, and we have to be thankful for it. I think it, expand, it expands not just to people who obviously gave their life in service, but to those that still serve us today, like our moms and our dads, school teachers, first responders, obviously the, the people in the, the armed forces, of course. But when was the last time you thanked somebody? Seen them on the side of the road, police officers, thank you for your service. A nurse or an EMT, thank you. I think it's one of those things that we see them on on the side of the road, we see them in the grocery store, whatever, we, we pass them every day and we don't even realize it. And we don't take the time to thank them. We don't take the time to be grateful that if it wasn't for them, our world would be a different place. It starts with being thankful. Ephesians 5.20 says this, Always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, everything that you and I have is because of the work and sacrifice of somebody else. Think about this, inventions. Cell phones. I just said I lost mine uh, all the time, actually. Uh, but we, we tend to take it for granted, right? This, this piece of technology in our phone, like... There's more technology in this thing than it took to get us to the moon. And we take it for granted. All the powerful things that it can do for us. One of the greatest things that I love about my phone is no matter where I'm at, I have my Bible. I have my Bible. I can take it with me everywhere. And I'm so thankful that I get to have that. But as a show of hands, how many people here are thankful for indoor plumbing? How many people are thankful for the light bulb? Yeah, yeah. I think as a society, as a country, if we were to get back to being thankful, we would truly be humbled. And I think that's key. As a country, as a society, as a church, we need to stay humble. Because if you think our reason for our success or any reason for success is all of our own doing, 
we're wrong. That's not true. Somebody paved the way so that we would have the opportunity to be successful. Somebody paved the way for us to have freedoms. So remembering that freedom isn't free and that somebody paid a price for it begins by being thankful. And on this July 4th weekend, we take time to remember and to give thanks. And here's the third thing that we always have to remember. Freedom comes with responsibility. Say that with me. Freedom comes with responsibility. On September 6, 1943, Winston Churchill, who was the Prime Minister of England at the time, gave a speech at Harvard University. And World War II... Um, what was going on, it was, it was in full swing in other countries, and America at that time hadn't been involved yet. And it was a very, very tar- dark time, but Winston Churchill made a statement in that speech right to the heart of American people. He said, you know you want to be a great nation, and you are a great nation. You want to be a free nation, and you are a free nation, the United States. But understand that there's a price to greatness. There's a price to freedom, and that price is responsibility. And he's right on. We have to understand that somebody not only paid for the price and that we have to be thankful, but now we have a responsibility for that freedom. My grandfather served in Vietnam, and to my recollection, he never talked about it. I never heard him say anything about it. I asked my mom as I was preparing for today, if he ever spoke about anything, and that was always a topic that he wanted to avoid. He didn't want to talk about it. And when he passed away, uh, when I was younger, I was much younger, um, my family divvied up his things, and my uncle got some of his coats and his jackets. My mom got belt buckles and things like that, and a guitar. Even though he never talked about it, and we were going through his stuff, and I, I was at my... Uh, mom's place this last yesterday and um, just kind of sitting there thinking about it he knew what he was doing he knew that he had a responsibility he didn't even have to think twice in Vietnam we had the draft right and while other people were fleeing the draft and doing everything they could to get out of the war my grandfather said no I owe it it's my duty it's my responsibility And he took it upon himself to go to war. In many ways, I think we've forgotten our history as a country. We think that anything 40 years old is ancient, and I'm pushing 30, so I'm getting there. (laughs) But we don't look beyond that. At least I don't. I mean, the new iPhone comes out this fall. I'll get it. I, I will. My, it's old now. But I think it's important to look back at history. I think it's important that we look back on the things that makes us different from, let's say, our neighbors to the north and the south. Canada was settled by French explorers who were looking for gold. Mexico was settled by Spanish explorers looking for gold. The United States was settled by men and women who were looking for a god. A place where they could honor God and worship God freely. It's a difference of that. 
Ronald Reagan, uh, former president, said this, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Never more than one generation away. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Jesus said it a little bit differently in Luke 12. Jesus says, when someone has been given much, much will be required. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. See, our responsibility is to protect that freedom that we were given and pass it on to the children that are coming in behind us. In fact, General George Patton said it this way, it's better to fight for something in life than to die for nothing. See, freedom doesn't mean that you and I have the ability to do whatever we want, whenever we want. I mean, of course, we've got laws, right? You're not able to do 110 on I-90. I mean, you could. You'll probably get a ticket. Um, You know, like there's, there's things that we're not allowed to do because freedom isn't free. It doesn't mean everything is free. Moses says it. This way, he says, I'm giving you the law of God. He says over and over and over again, obey it, obey it, obey it. Because when you do, God will prosper you. He says over and over and over again, all throughout his books. And the nations, I don't know if you caught this when we were reading it earlier, the nations will see. And they will go, who is this nation, this great nation? Why is their God so different that he walks with them? That they actually see a relationship with their God. And I believe that is what sets us apart as a nation. In Deuteronomy 4, he ends off by reminding us again, you have to teach this to your children and your grandchildren. In a different version of that, let me read it to you here this way. It says, but watch out, Moses says, be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. Be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. Honestly, the 4th of July is my favorite holiday. Over Christmas, Easter, all those things. And that's because I'm proud of where I've come from. But there's one Independence Day that truly changed my life forever, and it's not one that many people know of. It was the day that I gave my life to Christ. That day I was no longer bound by the chains of my sin, the prison of my shame, the prison of guilt or remorse. All those cells I put put myself in. And on the day that I gave my life to Christ, those prison doors swung open. And I was able to walk out free. Do you remember that day for you? How often? Truly, how often do you think of that day? I bet if you remembered it more, your life would look different. Things would be different for you. Your your perspective would change. Our freedom isn't free. Those chains that broke, they didn't break by themselves. Somebody paid a price. And that somebody's Jesus. He paid the price for it. 
when he was crucified. And it starts by being thankful. Every day, do you wake up thankful? Do you wake up and immediately start your day in a bad mood and complaining about your situations? Or do you wake up, take a big breath of life, and have a great outlook for the day? Do you start by getting into the word? Or do you start by getting into the work? And third, it comes with responsibility. Jesus gave us two things before he ascended into heaven. He gave us the great commandment to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Then he gave us the great commission to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As followers of Christ, we have a responsibility to these. If you're not sharing the good news of Jesus with those around you, do you really love them? And if you're not sharing the good news with Jesus and not loving on them, you really don't get the great commandment. Because naturally, when you love God with, your, with all your heart, soul, and mind, you'll begin to see people the way God sees them in their fully redeemed state. And when you see that, the commission to go and make disciples comes naturally. And it's only when you choose to remember that somebody paid a price for it that it starts by being thankful and you take the responsibility. You know, it's something I've realized the key to America's success is not the White House, it's your house. Ronald Reagan said it this way, all great change in America begins at the dining room table. And it's true. In Deuteronomy, Moses is reminding the people that the miracles your parents saw, your grandparents saw, you didn't see them. You didn't see what God did, so I'm reminding you what God did. So you will never forget, and you will pass it on to the generations to come. This weekend, we pause, we remember. What do we remember? That freedom isn't free, somebody paid a price for it. It starts by being thankful, and it comes with responsibility. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that for each person that is part of this worship time with us, God, first of all, that you would forgive me for the way too many times I've forgotten. Forgive us for how many times we've forgotten. I've forgotten the price that so many people paid for this country, God, and I forget the price you paid. God, I would, I would ask for that you would forgive me for that, that you forgive us. And God, for the times that I have not been thankful, God, I'm sorry about that. God, help me to be thankful and help me share my thanks with people around me. And God, thank you for your gift of your son that you would give so that I might be set free. I'm so thankful. God, help us to understand that it comes with responsibility, not only in this generation, but passing on the freedoms to the next. God, you're so good. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.